Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And you're listening across the world at WWL.com, the radio.com app. Welcome in our final show of the week. Usually mean it's a fun one. It will be a fun one. Two-minute drill. Trivia. Sports libs coming up later in the show. An LSU bracketology update. The comedian himself, Carter Bryant, who's going to be performing here in New Orleans on Saturday, he'll come on the show. We've got Zach Streif. we got Scott Kushner coming on in just a little bit. Ralph Michaels, a packed show and lots of big-time, hot, white-hot sports topics to talk about. We'll get to the Zion Williamson injury and the fallout in college basketball. Christian and Bobby talked a lot about that. I was so fired up, I teleported my way from my phone into the studio from one segment to another just to do a couple segments with them in the 5 p.m. hour. But we've got to start off talking about the Pelicans being compelled by the NBA to play Anthony Davis. If you did not hear it earlier today, you had a really weird scene out at Pelicans camp where Danny Ferry, Anthony Davis, and Alvin Gentry all go into an office outside the court. They close the blinds. And then after a little meeting between the three of them, Alvin Gentry walks up to the mic, and then he says that Anthony Davis will play. We're going to play you some audio, and this audio is pretty darn awkward here, but we're going to play the first part of it. There's some pauses, but Alvin Gentry, who I have empathy for in this situation, he has been a little bit thrown to the wolves, although I think Danny Ferry, and now that Del Demps isn't there anymore, seems to be a little more proactive in trying to take charge of this but Alvin Gentry was asked point blank will Anthony Davis play tomorrow against the Pacers in the first game since the all-star break this is how Alvin Gentry responded he's playing tomorrow and he kept saying that he's going to play tomorrow I have a longer clip of this Logan if you could play it Um, this is Alvin Gentry multiple times kept being asked if he'll play he kept saying the same thing here's the full audio it's obvious that Alvin Gentry has completely had it with this, and if it wasn't obvious enough from that, he was asked point blank how he's handling the situation now, and he let everybody have it. This is how Alvin Gentry and what Alvin Gentry thinks of this situation. He's had it. He's had it. In a nutshell, Alvin Gentry thinks this. He thinks it's a dumpster fire. He thinks it's an absolute dumpster fire. Same folder, Logan. Alvin Gentry dumpster fire right there. Anyways, he thinks it's a dumpster fire. Don't worry about it. He thinks it's a dumpster fire, and he's had it. And I get it. He should be mad. Now, Danny Ferry also spoke, and this is what Danny Ferry said, the acting general manager for the Pelicans. League rules make it clear that Anthony Davis has to play. As we've done previously, we'll continue to follow their lead, but we'll also be focused on the future of the team. Therefore, you'll see a reduction in Anthony's minutes. Now, reports are through the last couple of days that Danny Ferry had spoken with the NBA trying to convince them that this was bad for the team and bad for the league. Obviously, Danny Ferry didn't convince anybody. Danny Ferry has no power. 
Danny Ferry may be in a tough place here as an acting GM. He won't be in that spot come summer. He's a placeholder. He's a lame duck guy that replaced Dell Demps. Nobody's going to respect Danny Ferry in the league offices. They might respect the man a little bit. They're not going to respect his power or position with the Pelicans. It should have been Gail Benson calling or Dennis Lauscher or both of them. Maybe they did. We don't know the conversations. Hopefully they did. But what I think of this is once again, the Pelicans have failed to stand up to their bullying megastar and bullying NBA league executives. That's what happened. They got bullied again. To say I'm disappointed here, I think it's an understatement. Davis has used every single bit of his power and his influence to flaunt his desire to no longer play for the franchise. Just over the weekend, you had Anthony Davis speaking to national media, talking about all the different teams across the league that he'd want to play for while he's still under contract. He left the Smoothie King Center mid-game. He and his representatives have acted like petulant, spoiled children through this whole thing, throwing tantrums. And when he didn't get his way, which is not being traded to the Lakers before the trade deadline, his behavior got even more immature. So here we go again. The Pelicans bend the knee to King Davis. They bow down to Adam Silver in the league offices. And now the precedent is set. If it wasn't before, if it wasn't before, it is now. The precedent is set that NBA stars can do and say anything they want. Anything they want. They can do anything. They can say anything while still under contract. And they will not face any repercussions. The team won't be able to do anything. The league certainly isn't going to do anything. And here we sit with a league that is broke. The NBA league is broken. It's not working. It's working for about five markets across this country. It's working for LeBron James. It's working for Clutch Sports. It's working maybe for Anthony Davis and Adam Silver. It's not working for New Orleans. It's not working for Minneapolis. Certainly didn't work for Seattle. It's not working in Memphis. It's absurd. And I'm sorry. I'm paid to give you my opinion here. And this decision stinks to high hell. Somebody's going to have to stand up to the NBA and say, fine, threaten us with fines. Because I don't know what it was that we saw over last weekend when he had a player under contract talking about all the team he wants to go play for. If that's not conduct detrimental to the team, if that's not conduct detrimental to the league, I don't know what the hell is. We might as well rip up that CBA and go feed it to Clutch Sports or something. It's crazy. It's nonsense. I understand that Gail Benson and the Pelicans are in a tough spot here. They were probably threatened with draft picks. They were threatened with fines, and they didn't know what to do because certainly nobody outside this market has their back, but I wish they would have their own back, and they didn't. Scott Kushner, the advocate, joining us right now. I know he's been thoroughly frustrated uh, with this process. 
And uh, here he comes, Scott Kushner. Scott, uh, what's going on, man? Um, I want to open with this with you. And uh, uh, Logan, have the sound ready. Scott, you asked this question today of uh, Alvin Gentry. Here's what you asked him. Go ahead, Logan. So I'll ask you, Scott, is this the strangest thing you've been a part of professionally? <laughs> it's certainly on the list. Uh, I it, It's it's bizarre uh, to cover right now. And it's, uh, it doesn't seem to be doing anybody any good and so i don't really understand uh the purpose of it uh adam silver you know i tried to get a question in at the league's press conference or silver's press conference on saturday in charlotte i was not called on um and nobody from the league would address the question which is to say why are you asking the pelicans to do this he basically admitted that it's a really difficult situation and that it's there's a lot of context involved in it uh and it's complicated but beyond that he didn't really address as to why they're doing this and i just don't i don't see anyone benefiting i don't think anthony davis is benefiting from this i think he he comes off as oblivious and childish and you know uh and vindictive if he's doing it for the reason some people think he's doing it um but i certainly not benefiting the team it definitely doesn't benefit the league for everyone to keep talking about this over and over again um while you've got to chase the playoffs going on and Yet here we are, uh, and this doesn't appear to be ending anytime soon. I think the league has kind of had built its stance. Uh, Danny Ferry basically confirmed it tonight, uh, saying they're doing what the league asked them to do, and uh, and, and they're following their protocol at the moment. Boy, it's an unbelievable situation. You have the NBA, and then um, by proxy, the Pelicans organization referencing an NBA rule that says Anthony Davis has to play. What is the exact rule? Like, what's the exact rule that they're referencing here, Scott? Because I I can't find it. Yeah, the commissioner has uh, very wide powers. Uh, it's the way that the, the league is set up. Uh, the commissioner is kind of allowed to you know pick and choose. It's, I mean, they created those tanking rules out of nowhere. You know that that would pass a board of governors meeting or anything. They just said that you you know they made rules against taking that they can, you know, find you and take away stuff. And uh, then, you know, resting players, they made those rules up on the fly too. And San Antonio started resting a whole bunch of guys. So it's not as if you're going to look in the CBA and see something that, that spells us out. Uh, the league claims that they have some precedent uh, here with star players. They claim that there is some level of difference between uh, what you've seen in other players and what you're seeing from AD and basically, they don't want to set a they, – they want some level of moral hazard to, to number – and it's not as if AD – if AD decided tomorrow he wanted to go home, uh, it's not as if the league's going to let him do that either. Uh, so it's not all one direction here. Like, they are telling AD he has to play. Now AD's saying he wants to play. And they are telling the Pelicans that they have to play him. Now the Pelicans are saying they don't want to. So – in that regard, it is different, uh, but it's not as – I mean, the league is kind of forcing us on both ends, uh, which to me is just mind-boggling uh, and, and kind of bizarre on uh, every possible level. Yeah, there's so many adjectives to throw out here. Talking to Scott Kushner, covers the Pelicans for the Advocate, at Scott D. Kushner on Twitter. The other part of this, and the audience and callers to me every day reference this, why can't the Pelicans say this is conduct detrimental to the team and is leaving the Smoothie King Center, I understand the injury. And if not that, then what in the world about a player under contract over the weekend going on national TV and saying, well, I want to play in Boston or L.A. or New York, but, you know, anywhere but 
New Orleans. How in the world is that not conduct detrimental to the leaguer team? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a valid question. Uh, it's one that has been asked, and the response was that it's not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, it's pretty simple. That's kind of the, their response is that this is not contact detrimental to the team. It's not trouble with the law or trouble with anything. You know, it's basically a guy speaking his mind, um, which they generally tend to encourage uh, in the league. So it's a – weird position that they've put everyone in. Uh, I think you can certainly blame AD and Rich Paul for the way it's been handled, um, but I think there's a lot of other guilty parties here as well, uh, particularly the NBA office, which is trying to force is trying to force a precedent where there doesn't need to be one. And I think they're trying to use this as a bit of moral hazard to any future star that wants to go through this and say, if you really want to do this, you're going to have to get put through uh, the ringer for the rest of the season and you're going to deal with some repercussions and lose popularity and lose fans and all that kind of stuff that there is a real consequence behind demanding a trade and then you don't get it and then you're stuck Uh, so they want that to be a real thing and I don't know if that's a uh, actually prevent anybody from doing this in the future uh, but that is kind of their their line of logic and uh, I personally disagree with it but that that's where they're headed I haven't found one person who agrees with this other than um, people who are being forced to do this because they're afraid of getting docked draft picks I suppose and Scott the other angle of this is Anthony Davis's teammates nobody is going to tell you uh, that you know they don't want to play with Anthony Davis that would be career suicide basically but do you get the sense that uh, they're tired of all this too and they see this as just a circus sideshow what they're being put through yeah, I think to a degree they've handled it well, uh, and those guys have been able. The, the fact is that the season is basically meaningless at this point anyway, so uh, I think that helps, that it's not a distraction as you're entering a playoff race, you're trying to win games. I think that would be uh, really problematic for those guys, but I think at the moment they're just playing out the string anyway. I mean, not they're not competing, um, but you know, except for a couple of young guys who are probably losing minutes to AD, uh, which I don't think you're going to see quite as much of a conflict of that anymore. I think you'll, you know, those guys will play more minutes than AD going forward. But other than that, you know, these guys are pretty adaptable. Um, and they, I think privately they're, they're annoyed by the whole situation. Um, but publicly they've been, you know, about as upright and upstanding as you could ask for. Uh, they've been, you know, forced to answer a lot of, things that they really have nothing to do with, particularly Drew Holiday, who suddenly uh, thrust into being like the leader and face of the franchise and has to ask, answer all these questions about his future. And he's, you know, he's just a guy on a team. He's not, he's not in a position to make any decisions. And he didn't have anything to do with this. Um, but he's handled himself really well. And they're just uh, – everybody's kind of gotten thrown in front of the, the AD bus here uh, as he's, you know, kind of pushed himself into this – limbo position it's made everybody's life uncomfortable uh in the process finally scott i i gotta um, pick your brain about the open gm and possibly president of basketball operations spots what do you think is going to happen there your leading candidates i still think it's only going to be one person i think that person will hire an assistant gm uh but mickey loomis does kind of like that gm owner model uh i believe that he will you know that he will have a role, obviously, in picking the next person. And I do think you're going to see a GM with more expansive roles than Dell had, especially the last few years. 
Uh, but I do think that they're going to. It'll probably be one main person. It's not. I don't think they're going to hire a president of basketball operations and also hire a general manager. I think it'll be one main guy, um, and they're going to look all over. I mean, they're, they're when you hear David Griffin, Mike Zarin, and uh, those are the those are the guys everybody wants. I mean, that's that's the league. Every single team would like those guys. Uh, I don't think this job at the moment is attractive enough. Both from a pay scale perspective, which it's not, it doesn't pay badly, but it's not in the top ten or top five of the league. Um, but mostly from a uh, asset depletion uh, spot, where this team can't just bottom out and rebuild and do everything that it, uh, GM might want to do. They have to kind of stay competitive while at the same time not being terribly competitive like with what they have on the floor so it's a it's a tough sell uh, i think for some guys i think they'll obviously hire someone with uh some level of executive experience i, I would suspect uh but i don't think it's going to be an easy sell uh to anybody but it'll be a huge decision i think alvin gentry is going to play a role in the hiring i think i, I expect gentry to return next year uh as head coach to at least start the season and, and he'll get a shot uh, I think that the Pelicans really have been happy with the way that he's handled himself the last few months. I'd be happy with that, Scott, too, because he's just been put through the grinder here, regardless of what you think of his uh, you know, on-court chops the last couple of seasons. It's Scott Kushner of The Advocate. Scott, I always appreciate it, man. We'll, we'll stay tuned with you to the soap opera uh, the next few months. Thanks so much. Sounds good. Talk to y'all soon. All right. Scott Kushner, at Scott D. Kushner on Twitter. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get to your calls and your text on this. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. Area code 504-260-1870. The text line is 870-870. And, oh, boy, do I have a – I'm going to just completely eviscerate a texture here who just texted into the show. The same one, Anthony Davis, apologist, who's been texting the show for a long time. Coming back here after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 